In God's economy, nothing goes to waste. Nature renews itself over and over again. Even beautiful autumn leaves that fall from trees are recycled back into the biosphere. How does it happen? Well, stay tuned. In God's plan, He has provision for growth, development, but also for death. This is Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal. I'm Chris O'Brien with the Institute for Creation Research. The warm glow of brightly colored autumn leaves can be a refreshing and rejuvenating sight. But once these forest gems hit the ground, they're recycled back into the plant life system. What kind of process do they go through? Why not hang around for the next 15 minutes as we learn about biodegradable plant material and discover how beautiful autumn foliage is renewed year after year. Retired ICR biologist Dr. Ken Cumming says leaves and everything else in creation are recycled in some way or another. The subject of leaf litter, leaf fall, followed by leaf litter, and then followed by dissolution into the soils, is an interesting story. And it's part of God's great plan to recycle everything. Even the rocks are recycled. You wouldn't think so, but that's true that all of God's creation in one fashion or another is moving and transforming and being converted into other things in their cycle. And leaves are no different. The reason vivid colored autumn leaves fall to the ground and what happens to them afterward is an amazing complex process that only a wise creator could have put into place. ICR biologist Dr. Gary Parker tells us that the falling of leaves during the autumn season is something that God had established in the beginning. I believe autumn leaf fall goes way back to creation, even before sin. The leaves are falling, they're breaking down, but they're being recycled. And being recycled is not a loss. It's not a decline. It's something that really benefits nature. It's also planned ahead, you know. We had a big hurricane came right through our house here in Arcadia, Florida. And boy, it blew the leaves off the trees, and some of the trees lost almost all their leaves. But the wind just ripped them off the trees and left tears for the insects could get in, and some of the trees died later from insect infestation and disease and things like that. But the autumn leaf fall is programmed ahead of time. Before the leaves fall, they don't just fall. They're actually cut off. A little group of cells called the abscission layer is made of cork. It grows across the leaf stem or the petiole. As it completes growing across, the leaf drops off, but there's no wound. The wound is already healed. There's a little corky layer that keeps out insects and bacteria and so on. So it's all actually surgically removed from the tree. They don't just drop off at random. It's really awesome. And the time at which they drop off is also programmed ahead by God. So just how does this process work? Dr. Cumming explains. At the base of the petiole, that is the stem that holds the leaf, is a plate, a tissue plate called the abscission plate. And that particular type of tissue is subject to hormonal action. During the growing season, when the buds are transforming into uh, leaves, there are certain hormones, auxins and gibberellins, that increase the cell division and kinins that are there to stimulate the growth of cells. But in the fall, when it's coming on, the cells are inhibited, and they're inhibited by absinic acid. 
Abstinic acid is a hormone that has the reverse process. It slows everything down and stops, and then it forms this plate that then comes apart and allows the leaf to fall off from the stem and to leave the tree behind and the leaves fall to the ground, which is a nice separation. And then the plant itself can go through the winter, snow, sleet, and wind uh, without having that big sail on it that would be detrimental to breaking of limbs and destruction of the tree itself. But when these colorful falling leaves reach ground level, they become part of the soil through deterioration, thus providing sustenance to the trees and plants which they surround. John Walker is a consulting forester in the Appalachian Mountains of Virginia. The fallen leaves at first makes the entire forest floor glow with the color as rich and as varied as the trees that they had fallen from. And when November rains come, uh, the forest floor loses its glow and begins to turn brown. And there's the smell of dampness and of the coming mold. And already these leaves are beginning to turn into a, a duff-like material. But through a marvelous chemistry orchestrated by our Heavenly Father, they will become a part of the black humus underneath and returning its richness to the earth from whence it came. Now, God's creation plan, he took all this into consideration. When these leaves fall to the ground, they become a food source for the decomposers in the soil. The bacteria and the fungi, they feed on the leaves for energy, and also in the process, they'll extract a small amount of the nutrients. But through this breakdown action by the bacteria, the nutrients are released into the soil solution, which can be absorbed by tree roots. Through research, trees have been found to recover about 95% of the nutrients from the leaves. Our Father is truly awesome, I'm telling you. This whole process of the breaking down of the leaf into soil and nutrients takes about a year. But there are some leaves that take longer to fully disintegrate. John Walker tells us about these and how a little help from some soil dwellers aids in the complete breakdown of the leaf litter. The decomposition rate of leaves varies with the temperature and the moisture the soil pH, and, uh, of course, the chemical composition of the leaves, too. And it's fastest under a warm, moist climate, and when the pH is either neutral or slightly a little alkaline. Now, there's a thing called lignin, which is part of the cell walls of plants, and it's one of the most slowly uh, decomposing components of dead vegetation. Leaves containing high concentrations of this lignin, such as those found in oaks and pines, they have a, a very slow rate of decomposition. And they remain on the ground for many years, and there's a tendency to build up a deep leaf litter. Usually it takes small fires to aid in, in their decomposition process. Now, our father also uses soil animals in breaking down leaves and other organic material. The mechanical process of chopping big pieces of litter into small ones gives more surface for the bacteria to occupy and, and to do their job. Some of the creatures that are involved in uh, God's partial breakdown procedure are earthworms and nematodes, springtails, mites, and 
militaries, and this is just to mention a few. It's amazing that something as common as a fallen leaf can have so much complexity and usefulness about it. Dr. Parker tells us that besides providing nutrients for trees and plants, dead leaves perform other useful functions as well. The leaves that land on the ground do a great job of insulating the ground, holding in heat, building soil, holding in more moisture. So they really make soil under trees a home for lots and lots of little critters. In fact, the deciduous forest biome is the richest biome biologically. It has the greatest amount of biological material. The greatest biological productivity is in those parts of the world where we have trees that lose their leaves in the fall, the ones we call deciduous. And that's where the centers of civilization have been, in Asia, in Europe, and in America. The deciduous forest, that's where the trees lose their leaves, produce the best and most varied beautiful building material, wood, the richest gardens and soil, the most nutritious garden plants and crops, and things like that. So leaf fall has lots and lots of benefits, including holding in heat and moisture. John Walker. Not only do fallen leaves restock the soil with nutrients, but they uh, eventually will make up a part of that spongy, humus layer of the forest floor. Now, this dark organic material, it acts like a sponge, and it helps the forest to retain rainfall. Well, this retention slows down runoff also, thereby reducing erosion. And also, the dark color of the humus, it helps warm up the soil in springtime, assisting in seed germination and plant growth. God covers all bases. He is truly awesome. Now, I like to believe that there's another important reason God allows leaves to fall. How many of us on a cold, cool, blustery autumn day have been blessed while watching and listening to the laughter of little children frolicking in a pile of leaves that their mother and Father had just raped. Yes, a merry heart is desired by our Heavenly Father because He knows that it doeth good like a medicine. We see how complex and structured the whole process of falling leaves and their deterioration really is. Dr. Cummings says this shows the hand of creation rather than millions of years of evolution. From an evolutionary point of view, the whole cycle of life is very difficult to picture as happening by chance. And the reason is that most all of these steps are premeditated. All of the planning is built into the genetics of the cells or the plants or the trees or the leaves. All of that cycling is premeditated. God is instructed it such that when the temperatures start to drop, for example, the auxins decrease in amounts the gibberellins decrease in amounts, the cytokinins decrease, but here's this molecule, the abscisic acid, that increases and in a nice balance so that while they're decreasing, it's increasing and setting the stage for this separation. That cannot happen by chance. It's so integrated such that the one set of hormones is offset by the second set 
and they do it in harmony and lead to the proper outcome. It cannot be done by chance. It has to be done by pre-planning, and all that pre-planning is incorporated right into the very genetic material of the plant itself, as well as the organisms that are going to receive this nutrient and benefit from it. And Dr. Cummings says a very important spiritual application can be considered when we think about the created leaf recycling process. In God's plan, he has provision for growth, development, but also for death. And this whole process of regeneration just speaks of how you and I can be regenerated in the Lord for life everlasting, for life that doesn't have abscission plates and doesn't have a termination point. It's not cyclic in nature, it's forever. And what a wonderful story about regeneration that we see evidence of every season in the fall. As our program comes to a close, we hope that you've been encouraged. It's our desire at ICR to show that the Bible can be trusted, both historically and scientifically, and to give facts that will build your faith. As Christians, we need to understand the scientific basis for our beliefs. We pray that this program will aid you in your discovery of science and the Bible. You know, most people aren't aware that today there are thousands of scientists that are convinced of the truth of biblical creation and not evolution. Our non-denominational ministry aims to restore and strengthen the Genesis foundations of the Christian faith. If you've enjoyed today's edition of Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, why not visit us on the web to find out more about the work of ICR. The address is www.icr.org. Again, www.icr.org. Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, is a production of ICR. For the Institute for Creation Research, I'm Chris O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in.